Welcome back to Salted Hash, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. Today, we're going to be talking about GDPR, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. As I said, I'm your host, Steve Reagan. This is Salted Hash. See, I'm the senior staff writer at CSO Online, and I'm joined by Greg Reber of Aztec Consulting. And uh, we're obviously at RSA. This is uh, day, day two, three. At this point, I've forgotten which day it is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, is it three? Okay, so it's three. And it's, it's been a long week so far, but we're going to talk about GDPR. Now, if memory serves, the last time you and I were together, this, uh, this deadline's May 25th. May 25th, five weeks. Five weeks and counting. And uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say most organizations still aren't prepared for it or are ready to go by deadline. Most U.S. organizations are not. So the last time we talked, we did a, a really good overview of what GDPR is, what it means, and everything like that. But since then, I've had a few additional questions for you. And the first one that comes to mind is, uh, particularly in Europe, you always see the website saying, this website collects cookies. Do we have your permission to place cookies? Is that a GDPR thing? If you do cookies on your website, is that something you have to protect? Yes. Uh, the, uh, the information that follows the users around for direct marketing for under GDPR you have to opt into that. So you do need to protect cookie information, uh, even if it's GDPR wasn't, so that uh, people can't use that to hack into sessions that they shouldn't be have access to. Which actually kind of leads me into my second question I had for you. Uh, when it comes to marketing and the tracking and everything like that, that is definitely then covered, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You have to opt in to any direct marketing campaign. Ooh, you have to opt in. I like that. That's a that's. That's going to put a B in a few bonnets. How, uh, how then do they go about uh, altering their infrastructure to make sure that they are prepared for this, like if a, a direct marketing company was to ask you for help? Well, that's, that's one of the, the, the big uh, sticking points now. There's a pretty subjective uh, description of what companies have to do to build security into their development processes and the platforms where they you know, provide whatever service they do, whether it's direct marketing or research or, you know, like a public health uh, research institute will have to do the same sorts of things because they're collecting the same kinds of as a direct market. Yeah, that makes sense. That does. That, that makes sense. So it's been a few weeks, like I, I've been alluding to since you and I have talked. Has anything changed when it comes to, like, the most common problems you're seeing, or is it still roughly the same? Still roughly the same. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, U.S. companies that are hiring legal help to help them determine if what parts of the GDPR will affect them. Uh, but legal help doesn't get you compliance, and so they actually have to start doing things soon. And as we talked about a few weeks ago, most likely during the summer, uh, there'll be some fines levied on some big-name companies, and then people will say, oh, that's how these rules are going to be applied. So then the legal help they're seeking now, do you think it's more of show me where I can roll out a scope so I don't have to be... Oh, of course. So I don't have to worry, yes. yeah. yeah. And they think that's money well spent. Well, uh, we'll have to see how the supervisory authorities think. I was going to say, it's money well spent until that first fine rolls in. Then it's, then it's uh, just and added the overhead. It will be significant <laughs> as we talked. I can only imagine. I mean, what, what is it, up to 40% uh, or 4? 4% 4. 4. 4 global gross revenue, not net profit. 
put that into perspective, uh, four years ago, uh, Morgan Stanley got fined $1 million for losing 730,000 customer uh, records. $1 million and uh, they made something like $34 billion that year. If GDPR had been in place, the fine could have been up to $680 million. Yeah, I was going to say, that's hundreds of millions of dollars. As we're, we're standing here where we are in, in uh, Moscone right now, um, just to off camera to your right watching us, uh, there is the Salesforce Tower. And thinking of a company that big being fined by GDPR, we're talking almost a billion dollars, easy. Easy, if you, easy yeah. if you think about it. We worked out some of the numbers for the, uh, what's happening with Facebook and not being able to, the right to be forgotten is a big thing for a company like a social, uh, social network. And if there was a lawsuit against Facebook and they were incorporated in Ireland because they had very lax privacy laws a few years back, and we worked out the numbers, if they had lost that under GDPR, it could have been $1.6 billion. See, this is why I like interviewing you because you and I are on the same wavelength. The follow-up question I had to all of that was about <laughs> Facebook. So now we're going to move back into uh, something a little bit easier that you know cold. Last time we talked, I asked you to give companies your basic advice. Like if you're still sweating GDPR and you've got five weeks left now, it's crunch time. It is. So tell them what they need to start focusing on now if, if they still haven't gotten the ball moving. You really, really have to map the data, as we talked about. You need to know where the data is. There are so many companies that don't necessarily know where the data is at all times and what types of data. And they have data classification schemes because they've had to for, for a while now. But that doesn't tell them where it resides and where it flows to. And the, the third party and international uh, transfer of data is a big part of GDPR. It has its own chapter in the, the whole thing. So really mapping out, mapping out the data, uh, design or uh, designating a, uh, a data protection officer, which is key. They have to have one of those uh, no matter what uh, they're doing. And that can be outsourced. Uh, it doesn't have to be a, an employee, so there'll be a big market, we think, for uh, the, the outsourced data protection officer who services a number of companies. It's going to be like the freelance CIOs and CTOs. You're going you're to see a consulting boom on that. DPO. Yeah, that, I could totally see that. And of course, one final bit of advice. If your idea of preparing for GDPR is to go and get a lawyer, you're in trouble. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Again, my name is Steve Reagan. This has been Salted Hash. All this week I am shooting here at RSA. Hey, it was good meeting you, man. It's good seeing good you face you, to face. Come back and check us out next time. If you want to learn more about GDPR, just check us out at CSOonline.com. See you soon.